This is the Wednesday, December 8th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. You got you covered with a variety of action. Big slate in the NBA. We still got a little college for you as well. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian, joined this morning by Joe Fortenbaugh. My man, always a pleasure. Got three NBA picks I'm eyeing up for today, and I've also got something in the college hard court that I'm looking at as well. So looking forward to knocking some of these out. These Wednesday pods are always fun now that we're full on hoops. We got there with the Nets yesterday. If we got after the line move, obviously we were waiting on the Luka news. Celtics did not get there. It was Lakers' like best game of the year, but that's okay. You have to take those lumps sometimes. You can't just project when a team's going to play their best. But we'll go to the NBA. Why don't you start us off the association? All right. In no particular order, I'm going to start with the team you just mentioned, the Boston Celtics catching four at the Clippers. Um, I think a lot of people might look at what happened to Boston last night, get beat by the Lakers. Then it's the quick turnaround against the Clippers. They might either want to stay away or they might not want to play it at all. I think this is a good bet against spot for the Clippers, to be completely honest with you. They have been awful on offense this season. First of all, they've lost 7 of 11. They're 20th in scoring, 26th in offensive rating. Paul George is like the only weapon they've got right now. Boston's been playing very good defensively, and they've been very profitable. They've covered 12 of their last 17. They've covered 8 of their last 11 on the road. Keep an eye on the Jalen Brown news. Uh, Could play tonight. The hamstring, obviously, still an issue. That's something we want to see, but Boston plus four, play number one. Play number two, I'll lay six and a half with Milwaukee over Miami. Two teams trending in opposite directions here. Miami's lost four of five. Milwaukee's won 10 of 11. Keeter going to be without Bam Adebayo, who's out four to six weeks after undergoing thumb surgery. Jimmy Butler's still out after re-aggravating that tailbone injury. Uh, The Adebayo loss is going to be huge because historically, he's matched up very well against Giannis. So Giannis should be able to feast in this game. Some people with Miami always worry about the Miami flu, as we call it. This is Milwaukee's first game of a four-game road trip. I don't think they're going to show up in Miami and immediately go out and party the first game on a road trip. So I'm not too worried about that. Top 10 in defensive rating, top 10 in offensive rating. They really bounce back after that slow start. So first two games out of the gate, I'll throw your way. Boston plus four over the Clippers, Milwaukee minus six and a half over the Heat. Yeah, I'm on my uh, Milwaukee as well. I, I understand the Heat, and they can bounce back and they can surprise you, given the, the the randomness of you know just some of their guys can step up and all that. But for the most part, I have to lay it with the Bucks. Uh, I just trust them in this spot to cover the six and a half. And the Warriors, frankly, intrigue me a lot. I know it's a huge number, but they're just relentless and also. Their defense is so relentless. So I don't know how Portland's going to get any points without Dame and without CJ. Like, they're good. They have some good role players and everything, but it just runs through Dame and CJ. I just don't understand. You know, I'm looking at team total under Portland. If you if you want to – let me just do some quick math. It's like 101-ish. So – or 100 would be kind of the team total. So I would go under there for Portland. I'd even lay the 14 – you can probably have an opportunity to play back if you're getting a little hairy going into the fourth quarter. Steph may not return. It's like a 20-point game. Sure, play back a little bit, things like that. So those those two games stand out to me. I'm curious with the Pacers. I may abstain and just keep an eye on it from a live wagering standpoint with all this hoopla, with the trade rumors and everything. I wish the Knicks lost yesterday because then they would. I would love to take them plus five tonight. But the spot isn't great. Maybe Indiana has a kitchen sink game. So I'm going to sniff it out and, you know, poke around a little bit early in that game to kind of get a feel for that. But that's where I'm uh, where I'm looking at. What 
what's your third play? Two notes to follow up on what you're talking about. The Knicks are nine and two against the spread in their last 11 when they're coming off no rest whatsoever. So like, you know, bookmakers always bake that in. The fact that it's the second half of a back-to-back, they perform really well in that spot. And as for the Warriors, when you look at what the first quarter money line is for that game, it's minus 300. First half money line is minus 475. Warriors first to 20 points is minus 250 which implies 71%. I'd look at that betting the Warriors. I think they come out firing. They lost that game two games ago to San Antonio, and this is the final game of their homestand before they hit the road. I think they're going to come out and play well tonight. I would lay that. I know it's juicy, but I think they're going to jump all over Portland. Final NBA game is a total. Yikes. Raptors, Thunder, under 206.5. Oklahoma City, you don't need me to really dive in too much to how bad the offense has been this year. 30th in scoring. 30th in scoring on the road where they're only averaging 95 points per game, 14 and nine to the under this season. As a result, Toronto has been very good defensively, but more importantly, they played a very slow pace 28th and offensively, they're still trying to find their way They're 23rd in scoring. They don't put up a ton of points because of the pace under 206 and a half Raptors thunder. All right. Good stuff. Uh, you know, just going back to that first to 20, it makes sense. So smaller sample size, more randomness. So first half, four something, first yep. quarter, $3, and then less than first quarter in theory, right? The 20. Um, that's why the it's all kind of um, commensurate with the with that concept. Like first bucket would be the cheapest, right? So right. Uh, go to, let's go to college. What's your college play? TCU minus three over Utah. Utah's played two tough opponents all season, right? They played TCU, or excuse me, they played BYU and they played USC. They lost by 11 as a one-point dog to BYU. They lost by 20 as a seven-and-a-half-point dog to USC. So they beat up on the inferior competition. When they step up in class, they've struggled this year. TCU plays at a very slow tempo. They have a very strong defense, especially in the paint. That's something that's going to be tough for Utah to overcome. TCU also, I'm expecting some positive regression in the three-point department. They have not been able to buy a bucket from deep. 14 of 59 over their last three games, which is 23%. I think you factor that in as well. Game's going to be in Fort Worth, TCU minus three over Utah. Okay, so yesterday we got a winner on the podcast with Bowling Green and a winner on the show, the best bet, with Cal Baptist. So not exactly college powerhouses, but I'm going to pass another one along. And I do like this play the more I think about it. But again, you know, it's like it was a close win with Bowling Green. Southern Utah lane four and a half. Now, Utah Southern Va- Utah. Yeah, Utah Valley had the big win, right? Against BYU, biggest win in probably program history. And but they've had four overtime games and they're four and zero oh in those games. The record's a little misleading. I think Southern Utah has kind of been been great. The last year they were 20 and four. And there's just a good spot at home with one team off the biggest win in program history. Now, it was a week ago, not like three days ago, but I'm laying the four and a half. All right. I like it. I like where you're at on that one. Uh, I'd love to give you a note, but I got nothing on Southern Utah right now. I, uh, I apologize. <laughs> you're not up on them? Southern Utah, Utah Valley. I, I'm caught flat-footed, as they say. <laughs> well, look, oh, that's I pass, the along, of college I pass along my info. That's what I brought my vow to all the listeners and, and viewers at home of the show. I pass along my, my, uh, my, my resources. That's what we do. And we appreciate it very much. All right, that's going to do it, Joe. Good stuff as always. Uh, We'll see you in the studio, 6 Eastern on ESPN2 again. 
uh, yesterday. I'm going off memory. I think we did well with best bets. I know we have a couple soccer plays today as well. But uh, thanks to everyone, and we'll see you back on the Linear TV later this afternoon. 